When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey, if you guys ain't never tried coffee before, I would recommend it. You know why? Because this stuff is straight up busting. And yeah, I said busting. You know why? Well, because I'm young. And I'm a guy. And a youth. And I'm going to drink it right now. And if you ain't never had it before, go and go to the store and get some coffee. I wasn't just crying either. So don't say I was. Because I wasn't. <laughs> Good morning, sweet world, and welcome to the No Dunks podcast on the Athletic Network. Today's show brought to you by Neutral Vodka Seltzer made with real vodka, real seltzer, real juice. It's neutral, the one with the umlaut. It's Tuesday, March 28th, 2023. I'm J.E. Skeets here in the Classic Factory, and alongside me, as always, that's Tass Mellis. Podcast listeners. This is for you. Next to him, it's the bearded one, my top shot hot boy, Trey Kirby. Ayo. Ayo. And last but not least, over yonder, making the magic happen, super producer JD. Hello. There he is. And here we are. Shout out to the stream team joining us live right now on YouTube. We love that. Like the vid, comment away, subscribe, get your No Dunks merch over at nodunks.com. And if you haven't already, we would highly encourage you to grab yourself or maybe even a loved one, a subscription to The Athletic. A dollar a month deal going on right now. Go to theathletic.com slash no dunks so they know that we sent you. And hey, Monday, yes, Monday, April 3rd, we have a live show in Houston, Texas at the White Oak Music Hall. Special guest Kelly Eco from The Athletic is going to join us on stage for a little bit. Talk some rockets. Talk some NCAA. Talk some nonsense. That's what we do at live shows. We have a blast. And thanks to Neutral, these tickets are free. So uh, hit the link in the show notes if you're in the area and come join us at 6 p.m. local time in Houston on Monday, April 3rd. Right around the corner. I'll join you there. Okay, <laughs> awesome. You'll be there? I won't. Oh, no. damn. I'm on vacation. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, I forgot about that. That's why Kelly will join us. Uh, all right. Before we get into the games from last night, uh, we have some fun trivia later in the show. We had wedgie number 50. Yeah. Oh! On the season, and it was a special one. Hmm. <laughs> from Miles McBride with the jelly wedgie in MSG. And yeah, look at the confetti wow. falling. 50 is the magical number we always want to hit. And it's very rare. This is only the third time since we've been tracking them that we actually hit over 50 wedgies. And we're not done. Hopefully we can set the all-time record of 58, which happened uh, a couple seasons ago. Congratulations to everybody out there. Yes. Congratulations to us, especially. <laughs> Congratulations to basketball. Fifty of them. <laughs> Doesn't happen every year. No, it's, I mean you gotta, you gotta really step back and enjoy it. All right. Yeah, yeah. I mean that was that was a great one. Mm -hmm. Underneath oh. the rim, basically. I don't know who went and tried to slap it out. Somehow knocked it even further in. Yeah. yeah. Really letting it breathe. I remember the first time we hit fifty. It was on May tenth. We didn't get to our all-time peak that season. But, I mean, if we're getting 50 on March 27th, 
That's a good sign. Yeah, we yeah. got a lot of basketball left to play. And May tenth uh, from then on is is Wedgie Day. That's right. Fifth That's month, exactly tenth right. day. Uh, you know, it's just a special day to all of us here. Math. But uh, I think we're going to set the all time record here. I don't want to jinx anything, but uh, this is good. Maybe if we get a couple more before the playoffs start, because what? How many we get in the playoffs? Like ballpark three to five. Something that's like that? high, my friend. High? That's high. Yeah, the, there's the only wedgies about, start to There's disappear. only about 80 games in the postseason. Mm, yeah, you're about that way. That's about three, max. Oh, okay. Well, so, unless you get hot, obviously. So up, we could but... use a couple more yeah. here uh, in the regular season, and maybe we'll get them. Uh, all right, let's get into the games last night. We start with Joel Embiid sitting, ruining our playback. <laughs> Thanks, everybody, that joined us. We did have a lot of fun. Uh, but Jokic leads the Nuggets past the 76ers, 116-116. 111 tasks. Uh, I see the stream team before we even went live here. Everybody firing shots at Joel Embiid. Oh, he's ducking them. Oh, the article with the athletic and chums, which we can get into. And he will never play in Denver. He doesn't want this. And blah, 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 blah. They say it was a calf injury that, you know, he sustained really or aggravated in that Bulls game last week, but then played in a couple other games and they elect to sit him out. And it was disappointing for, for us. Of course. And for the NBA, because this was a big game that we had circled. Absolutely. During the day yesterday, we were all excited. We are all pumped to stay up late here on the East Coast for us. <laughs> Past midnight, together on playback, we were all looking forward to being, being uh, internet partners. However, yeah, it was disappointing. At the, at the same time, you look big picture, and if you've listened to the show going into March, we all saw a really tough schedule for Joe Olympiad. There's no doubt it was going to be difficult. This, this wasn't something that just came out of the blue. He said it before the uh, All-Star game in February that he had a foot injury, that a doctor told him to sit out. He played through it. You know, you can just say that uh, he just made that up. He's obviously been in and out of the lineup a little bit. Mm-hmm. He has obviously learned to deal with injuries. And he's had an incredible march. And... <laughs> 10 straight games of 30-plus points doesn't happen a lot in in this in the NBA, just like 50 wedgies. It happens once in a while. It hadn't happened since last year. He's having a great, great march. He had to sit out against the Bulls that second half. He goes to warm up yesterday, and, yeah, it's extremely disappointing. He ain't ducking anybody. Yeah, the story, I guess, that Shams put out, I guess it's out. It's not a great timing for, for <laughs> no, Joel and No, me. that's for sure. <laughs> but he did it. When he was in Chicago last week, right. I imagine, when he was visiting Shams there. So, what are you going to do? Terrible timing. It's late March. These are the games, as I've said, that Embiid was probably going to sit. 17 games in 31 days. He's got to get fresh for the postseason. He's never been entirely healthy for a full postseason run. A lot mm-hmm. of freak injuries. A lot of illnesses up in Canada, getting illnesses in 2019. So, there's... There's something a bigger picture for him, and that's that's what it comes down to. But a heck of a lot of disappointment yesterday. Super disappointing. I just wish he would have rested on Saturday mm-hmm. against the Suns because, like you're saying, Tass, we talked about it after the blowout against the Bulls. Pretty weird that he didn't come back in the second half, though eventually we got um, the news that it was his calf, so understandable. Also, we said on yesterday's show that Embiid looked really slow and tired in that Saturday game against Phoenix where Bismack Biombo was running him up and down the court. So you could definitely see the signs, but it doesn't make it any less disappointing no. that the biggest game of the night, probably the biggest game of the month, he missed it. So I would have loved to have seen him sit that Saturday game to be fresh for this one. Uh, but 
Maybe they didn't know the article was coming out Monday. Maybe they <laughs> thought it was going to drop last week. Uh, Jokic goes out, puts up his 29th triple-double, 25 points, 17 boards, 12 assists, 2 blocks. Uh, it is funny for the people saying, like, he ducked him and be ducked, Jokic. Uh, it's just, I can't get on board with that because, like, if anything, Embiid had to play in this game, dominate, you know, Jokic if he could again, like he did in the first matchup, maybe get his team to a win. Sixers are struggling here a little bit too. No Harden in that game last night. Like they've lost three of four here. Uh, that would have been the better way to go about trying to win his first MVP. I think if he does that last night, then damn. I mean, I believe a lot of voters probably would have had him at number one in the ballot. But doing the opposite just hurt his chances. And, you know, the guy keeps saying he doesn't want to win MVP. I don't buy it for a second. So, you know, he was probably injured. That calf was sore, and they are trying to play the long game here of, like, let's actually make a playoff run and try to win a championship. But it still sucked, nonetheless. It sucked a lot. Uh, the question is, with with Embiid, when could he have sat? <laughs> That's really what it comes down to. He's, he's playing through something. As Trey said, it would have been nicer if it was against the Suns on Saturday. Mm-hmm. That being said, who knows when it flared up. It looked like it flared up yesterday. We ask our players to play through games, play through injuries, and he's playing through injuries. There's no doubt. He played 13 straight games in March. He's playing a lot. He's playing. It just sucks. The timing is horrendous. Yeah, but he's just he, missing the biggest game. Yeah, he missed the biggest game. That's it, an Embiid thing, though. I guess. <laughs> did he lose his chance at winning MVP last night? Yeah, I, I think he did. I yeah. think that this was the chance that he had was if he went out and played as well as he played against Jokic the first time that they met in Philadelphia. Mm -hmm. Obviously, his leg wasn't feeling great. They've had a really tough schedule, so he's probably thinking, I could go out there and not be 100% Mm -hmm. against the guy I'm battling MVP. That might look even worse if Jokic completely outplays him because that will stick in people's minds. The fact that Embiid missed the game is going to stick in people's minds. So, I don't know. He should have played, but he didn't play, so it's Jover. The loss dropped the uh, third-place Sixers five games behind the first-place Bucks, uh, who picked up a win there last night, and uh, three behind the second-place Celtics with seven games left. It is appearing that they are falling maybe a little too far back uh, of Boston specifically there to grab the number two seed and potentially have home court advantage in a second round series if they were to meet Boston, which we all think is going to happen. Uh, PJ Tucker had a rough game. <laughs> yes, to, uh, yes, indeed. Do his best yes, there indeed with Jokic at times. You know, Deadman getting the start. Uh, he uh, failed to score, so that's not really surprising with PJ, but also failed to grab a rebound, record an assist, get a steal, or a block in about 22 minutes of action, 22, 23 minutes, and he was a game worse, minus 23. Um, no Harden, so you're not going to take a whole lot from Philadelphia's side of this, but any other thoughts on this game, Tess? Yeah, well, what should we start with? Should we start with a video review? Nah, thanks. Um, just Jamal, Jamal Murray, I think, is the biggest factor here. Jokic has to be great, but Jamal Murray also has to be great for this team. He was awesome when they had uh, their conference finals run. He needs to be great. It's his fifth straight game of shooting 50% or better from three-point line. So that 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 is him feeling better. He didn't have a monstrous game, but he had some he's beautiful assists in this game too. A lot to Jokic. Yeah, uh, he's just feeling good. Some of like just put it in the perfect spot when he's posting up. Like once they had a small Sixers on Jokic, they would just like all right, just put it right in the right spot. He could just turn around and lay it in, and then a couple other like in movement uh, and pushing the action. Jamal Murray was great in this game last night. I know they've had a great offense all season long, and it goes through Jokic. But when it comes to postseason play. And the defense gets real tight. They need a guard to break things down. And Jamal Murray has to be 
awesome mm-hmm. for them to make their finals run. And so he's peaking at the right time. It's a it's a progressive, nice incline here for him. He is doing really, really well right now. We slipped it in there, that article with Shams. Did you have any takeaways from that uh, lengthy Joel Embiid one-on-one interview with, uh, with our guy at The Athletic? Well, there's one big quote that's going around. People have been talking about who has the most pressure to win. People want to mention me. I'm not at the top of that list. I'm not a two-time MVP. I've never made first-team All-NBA. I've never won anything. So why is there pressure on me to do something when there are guys that have won two MVPs, a bunch of MVPs, and haven't done anything either? (laughs) This, to me, was the Larry David meme. Like, uh, Because on one hand, yeah, there should definitely be pressure on Nikola Jokic. Yeah, of course. Uh, And there's certainly more pressure on Joel Embiid, I would say. Of course, Jokic has had his top two guys missing for the last two playoff runs, which is why I think there's probably less pressure on Jokic than Embiid. But also, I don't necessarily think that Embiid coming out and saying, yeah, I never win, so why would you expect me to win, is proving the point that he really wants to make. Uh, So that rang pretty funny to me. Yes. Uh, What's all... just extremely apparent is everybody doing their media tour whenever they want. Embiid wants to say something. Hey, Shams, let's talk. And he gets it out there. He's very aware of the MVP narrative. It's between him and Jokic. He made it extremely clear, I think, in this article a couple times yeah. when he said, "Yeah, the, I haven't won two MVPs. He's obviously talking about the other guy who has won two MVPs. He's just strictly talking about him. He also said, I feel it's hard to win in this league. You got two great teams in Milwaukee and Boston in my conference. Also, noting that yeah, it's tough to win in my conference. <laughs> you know, right. Jokic, you do your thing on, on your side. Uh, but uh, yeah, it's just some, some funny stuff. He's, he's really aware of the awards, as you, as you said. I've never won all-team. I've never been first all-team NBA. Or all NBA cheese. I can't even say that. First all NBA team. Well, you know, when are uh, when am I going to get that? Like he just he, he's very 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 aware. He wants to win MVP. There is no doubt. Also, what I got from this, a great player can say that they had a slow start because he said I had a, I had a slow start. But then when somebody else, like Shams said, you had a slow start. <laughs> he he didn't like that. He doesn't like anybody. A player and 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 I get it. A great performer can say. I had a slow start, but you can't say to me. Right. Because he basically just, he said it, and then Sean said it back. And he said, <laughs> pretty I, hey, I didn't, you can't say it. I, I, I didn't say that. Anyway, uh, but also he said, I really believe I'm not well-liked. That's not true. That's not true. He maybe got it in his head because he hasn't won MVP, but people like Joel Embiid. I just wanted to say that. Okay. He, he says he, he likes being the asshole anyway. That he People relishes like it. Joel. Yeah, he Come plays on. the heel. Of course he does. <laughs> yeah, and he says it's fine with him. And uh, maybe it is, maybe it isn't. Uh, don't worry about Jokic and the pressure that eventually is going to be on him. If the Nuggets, you know, lose in the first round here, flame out in a second round series as the number one pick with a fully healthy team, the pressure will be on Jokic moving forward. Like, he's had the sort of built-in excuse of not having his full squad come playoff time. Absolutely. That's it. That's it. That's where you're at with him. And Embiid, you know, he's been injured, unfortunately, in playoff series, as you pointed out, Tass, but it's like, you know, people are like, keep waiting for him to string it together. You know, they lose a heartbreaking game seven to the Raps on a crazy shot from Kawhi, and if that doesn't go in and they win in overtime, then it's a completely different story, maybe, your narrative around him. But uh, that was strange, the title or bust question there from Shams and him saying, what? Pressure. I mean, I haven't really won all the big awards yet. <laughs> I always pressure. Lose. It's so strange. What kind of pressure? Very, very fascinating. Uh, look, the biggest knock on him, it, you know, 
trying to win MVP this season and, and where we see how the votes lay. He just hasn't played a lot of games. This is the, and in the end, he's only he's only at sixty one games played right now, and Jokic is gonna likely be over the seventy mark. Embiid, if the how serious this calf injury is, like how many of these does he play down the stretch, Tass? Especially once they sort of are falling into their seating. I mean, where does he t- like? Does he get to over sixty five games? It's tough to win MVP just not playing you know 20 games or, or around there that's where we're at you have to play a lot of games and i thought we changed the our perspective because everybody's sort of dropping some games here well jokic is going to have 10 more games played possibly than him i mean that has to count it has to yeah when, when we're you know splitting hairs between them he's played sure. like 160 more minutes right now that's like the equivalent of five games jokic has much. yeah jokic yeah. has yeah. it's 67 61 right now so it's five, six. I don't know how much it's really going to factor in. Well, I, could, I my point is it could be more if Jokic continues to play and true, if he doesn't, true, true. he misses some more yeah, games here. Maybe. And Giannis is like even less than than uh, Embiid. So it's just going to like, that's going to count for the voters for sure. Like if it's like we're this tight, this close, it's I, I, like so the guy's far played has. more minutes. So more far games. it has when when Sam Amick of The Athletic was, was discussing this. So far it has, I think, because it's become such a story because mm-hmm. load management has become such a story. It's just in voters' head. But if to me, if it is six, seven, I don't care. I don't think that should factor in. Okay. Uh, moving on here. The Wolves, they win last night 119-115 to deny the clinching party for the Kings. Uh, Wolves are hot right now. We watched a lot of this one. TK on playback. Uh, what were your takeaways? I think the Kings put too much pressure on themselves. Mm. I kind of think that uh, they looked at their schedule. They saw that their next two games are on the road against Portland. They're likely winning one of those one, not to mention we got to deal with all the other teams that could possibly help them clinch. The only way to guarantee it was by getting a win in Sacramento last night, and it just wasn't happening for Sacramento. They shot 5 of 27 from 3, and that's kind of what it came down to in the end because the Timberwolves, they didn't shoot a lot better, but they shot 9 of 24, and they had a serious size advantage, I thought, really played out last night uh, with the games that we saw from Jaden McDaniels, Kyle Anderson, and Nas Reed just having great positional size compared to the Kings, forcing a lot of turnovers. Timberwolves only turned the ball over six times last night. I guess it was only 10 for the Kings, but they just looked like they were a little too small for the moment compared to what we've seen from the Kings in the past. It kind of reminded me of they got to 40 wins. They brought in those kids who said, we're getting to 40 wins. They sat them courtside for the first time. The Kings are going to have a 500 record in forever, and they lost that game as well. So putting a little pressure on themselves. They also had the Keegan Murray three-point record up for grabs. (laughs) He couldn't shoot last night. So it just wasn't the Kings' night, but I really thought the Timberwolves played really, really well on the second night of a back-to-back. No Towns last night. A couple of really good wins for Minnesota over Golden State and over Sacramento. Now they're going to have a chance at a top six seed, it looks Absolutely. like. Absolutely. It was a game of the night, for sure. We didn't have the gas to last until the final buzzer on playback, even <laughs> though we were watching uh, we're watching Sixers Nuggets. Maybe that just took the, the life out of us a little bit, but easily uh, uh, the blast of, of the night watching this game. Felt like a playoff game in Sacramento. It was so loud in there, and Minnesota stepped up in that first quarter, and they didn't stop, really. They didn't stop attacking the rim. You could see uh, why 
teams will, will do that against Sacramento. They're going to go at Sabonis, and Sabonis did respond really, really, really well offensively. He was into it. He had his flow. He was so good uh, with that beautiful footwork and dunk there in the second quarter when they they rode the, the fans into the break. Uh, but then in the third quarter, you mentioned the names. No Carl Anthony Towns. He sits. Uh, but Kyle Anderson steps into the starting lineup. Was great. Just taking the shots that were there. Jaden McDaniels had an O for the game before, didn't score, so he stepped up. Was great. Attacking the rim. Huge was, dunk in this game. Huge dunk. I for, thought it was free, Anthony Edwards when he threw it down. I'm like, who the hell was that? <laughs> McDaniels? Yeah, he didn't stop the entire game. It's unfortunate Sabonis took a business decision and didn't go after that. It was really disappointing. 345 left in this game. Game still up for grabs, and Sabonis just kind of had enough. You'll see the Wolves be able to, or a t- any team, go at the Kings like that. That's, that's the worrisome part of, about the Kings. Big time. Are you going to deter the rim? But all those dudes attacking. McDaniels, Anderson, Nas Reed, Rudy Gobert had a little spin fade in, in the lane. What was that? <laughs> that. Uh, that? That was ridiculous. Conley going at the rim. So that that's the worrisome part for the Kings. And we talked about this on playback we put up a poll who would win a playoff series with these two teams who would match up currently right now in the three six spot and it was mostly kings because of the season that they've had but you could see the experience that the wolves have with this roster going to the playoffs last year and having that wild series against the memphis grizzlies stepping into an environment like this where they would go on the road in sacramento and feeling feeling decent it should be a long series it Mm -hmm. would be absolutely fun uh, but uh, a, yeah, a real, real great game. And maybe these are a little learning experiences for the Kings playing in front of a, a raucous crowd that, again, feels like a, a playoff crowd. Yeah, the only other notes I have, uh, you know, Keegan Murray had a rough game. <laughs> he had a very, oh, yeah. very bad game. Uh, he did hit one three-pointer, so he gets closer to that rookie record for most threes in a season. But one of eight on the night, those were his only points. Herter was in foul trouble. Sabonis fouled out. But also the Kings, he said the three-point shooting, and they couldn't hit one to save their life. But they also had a chance still to win this game, which was shocking to me, in the fourth quarter. They got the Wolves into the bonus really quick, so they were going to be living at the line, and they were putting pressure on the officials. And they just kept hitting one of two. Every time they would get to the line, somebody would just miss one. So, again, they did themselves no favors, and the Wolves really impressed me there last night. Uh, I, 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 would, I was getting excited for a series between these two teams. Like, I almost want this. This would be a very, very entertaining 3-6 series. I'll guarantee the Kings will lose one of the first two games at home, and then we'll have a series right away. That's what's going to happen here, and it would be very long. The poll, the results to that were a little shocking to me. It was pretty pretty in favor of the Kings. 33-7. to seven. Yeah, so uh, wow, do the math on that one. A very high percentage of people taking Sacramento. I'm just not sure the Wolves are the greatest matchup for this team uh, because of, like, their size uh, and totally. these guys. And I wonder if they'd fare the Kings would a little bit better against some of the other teams that maybe they'd hope slip into the sixth seed if that's where they stay at the third seed. So, Well, I mean, we'll they're probably – the ideal matchup would be Dallas getting into that sixth seed. But yeah. other than that, the Lakers, you don't want to see them in a sixth seed. That's a huge team right there. The Golden State Warriors, they're small, but they're the defending champions. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. That's true. I mean, it's probably Minnesota, uh, realistically, who they would want to see just because they're going to be up and down in the playoffs, no doubt about it. But I don't know. I probably would change my vote. I voted for the Kings to win the series last night. I probably should have voted for the Timberwolves. Oh, wow. Yeah, maybe I'm I'm caught in the moment. But playoffs are different, and you got to figure out a second way to win. The Kings have one way to win. So far this season, it has worked a lot of times, but we've seen a couple of games where you're like, when the defense picks up and – 
the game slows down, it can be tough. Moving on, Luka Doncic. He played last night. He led the Mavs to a win after the NBA rescinded that uh, 16th tech. Uh, you called it their task. You thought it might be a possibility. And they did, and he played. He had 25-7-6, and six, and the Mavs snapped a four-game losing streak. I'm not even sure he had to really play in the game for them to get the victory, but what were your thoughts on them uh, ultimately taking that one back? Well, just jumping from the Kings uh, to this Mavs game, there was some rim deterrence by the Mavs. I know we don't think of them as a good defensive team, but they really turned the game when JaVale McGee came in. Yes, JaVale McGee. <laughs> he was just there uh, at the rim. He's just a large man, and the Pacers just stopped scoring at the rim. He was plus 13 in 13 minutes, and that was enough because their offense took over. This is a very shorthanded Pacers team, mm-hmm. uh, of course. No Halley out there. And uh, no Buddy Heald missed his first game of the season. And, uh, yeah, no Turner as well. So, yeah, Luca looked phenomenal. This was a team win. Yeah, they didn't need to do much, really. I mean, Luca <laughs> Luca was magical when, when he wanted to be. Uh, but he was the game before that. And, yeah, they were just a little bit more connected. Good night. Was this a makeup call by the league to let Luca play in this game and rescind that 16th tech for the whole – protest thing and the controversy (laughs) around whose ball is it against the Warriors because we learned from the referee after that Hornets game the pool reporter asked Kevin Scott the the crew chief you know why did he get that 16th tech the quote was profanity directed at the officials in protest to a no call that was correctly judged in a post game video review so he he swore at the officials (laughs) and he got the tech and they I guess take it back and say go ahead and play in Indiana (laughs) have fun yeah I mean (laughs) there was a weird thing with that we didn't know whose ball it was okay so you go play that's what it feels like, honestly. To a me. I don't bit, really get this. A little this. bit. Well, I mean, the Lakers complained a ton about their free throws, and now they shoot the most free throws of anybody in the league, yeah. Austin Reeves included. So complaining works. Um, <laughs> go for it. But it really shouldn't be news that the Mavericks beat the Pacers, but they look so bad against the Hornets that it actually is news. Right, right. The main thing is that the Mavericks cared enough last night. They played hard enough, and they played with intensity. Only four turnovers through the first three quarters, which is really the game they shot 14 of 30 from three so if they have the ball and they're shooting well that's how the Mavericks win uh and Luca with one of the most incredible assists of the season last night I think we have the clip where he is trapped in the corner he is just double teamed nowhere to go so he just decides to jump in the air (laughs) jump out of bounds and then just whip a pass underneath the stanchion and the net to the opposite side for Hardy to splash the three. What a dime here. That's crazy that this doesn't oh, hit the rim or the backboard at all. <laughs> what a pass. That <laughs> is crazy. Yep. He put some sauce on that. Yeah. Um, yeah, and that and there's awesome. a guy underneath the rim, uh, Josh Green, just flies right by him and his defender. That was that because there's two guys on him, it made it seem like, okay, maybe he's going underneath, but he went yeah. he went deep. That's a nice fifty foot pass right there. Pretty pass. Yeah. A lot of stank on it. The way he kind of jumps and throws it reminds me of Derek Jeter going into the hole mm. to feel the grounder. Definitely. Yep. Maybe Chipper Jones ranging to the left, uncorking quite the throw to the first base. That's right. Once I saw this, I couldn't stop thinking which NBA player would have the best throwing arm on a baseball field. So, JD, hit that top five music. Top five, top five, top five. All right. Top five. Prompted top five. Yeah, I had some car troubles yesterday, Skeets. Ended up sitting in the Classic Factory while Tass recorded a No Bunts podcast. I only heard his half of it. Should be a great one, but it got me with baseball on the mind. Then I saw this Luca play. So here are my top five 
NBA players who I think would have the best throwing arms. Okay. All right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't know if I'm... These aren't ranked. Whatever. <laughs> these are just five players. Five guys. Because I can't... Well, number one is quite obvious. But uh, we'll start with a fake number five, Nikola Jokic. Okay. He's on the list... Because I think he leads the NBA in full court assists. Mm-hmm, you see him chucking the one-handers all the time. He obviously has the water polo background from back in the day. <laughs> and of NBA superstars, he's probably the one most built like a baseball player. <laughs> so I got him on the list. He could change his arm angle to have the ball come at any direction. Absolutely. That's a good point. He could be pretty sly, sneaky. It's hard. The arm angle. It's very important. Where's that ball coming it's from? It's all about the arm angles. Big honey slash big unit. <laughs> Very Randy Johnson-ish right. as well. Watch out for the birds. Yeah, that's right. Also making the list at number four, apparently, Jay Crowder, a high school quarterback. That's just something I'll always remember about Jay Crowder. <laughs> they bring it up. I think he's the guy who will often throw like a full court inbounds pass when there's hardly any time left. They're like, have that guy. He's thrown a ball far before. <laughs> so, Jay Crowder, you make the list. All right. At number three, Clay Thompson. What? Yeah. Clay Thompson. It's in the blood. It's in the blood. blood. He's got a brother who made the major league baseball. So I imagine Clay and Trace. I bet Trace has a good jump shot as well. Mm -hmm. Like I bet they translate. They're probably playing against each other. Brother versus brother getting better at their respective sports. Have we ever seen Clay throw a baseball? I'm trying to like think. He had to have thrown out a pitch at some point. Oh, yeah. They've won so many titles. I bet he's thrown out a pitch for the Oakland A's. Looking like Barry Zito out there. <laughs> what? You wanted Tim Hudson? Nice. Mark Mulder? Yeah, I like wow. Dennis Tim. Eckersley? I go right, right. Dave Todd Stewart? Van Poppel? Oh, man. Oh, yeah. We're naming <laughs> A's had his, pitchers. Had his, uh, you know, pointless rookie card. I remember. <laughs> Todd Van Poppel drafted, drafted uh, right behind Chipper Jones oh, in the same go. draft, I do believe. <laughs> Guess who won that one? Atlanta. He's a Hall of <laughs> Famer. At number two, Donovan Mitchell. Yeah, for sure. Dad was a minor leaguer, still works for the Mets, or at least he did when he was drafted early in Mitchell's career. Mitchell was a high school baseball player as well. Seems like a shortstop to me, maybe a second baseman the later he gets into his career. Yeah, he did. uh, He went for batting practice with the Mets, I do think. Yeah, you're right. You're Uh, definitely right. Looked okay in the cage? From what I remember, yeah, yeah, he could work on his uh, his footwork in in the batter's box. Mm. No, I don't actually, I do not remember whatsoever, but I'm sure he was good. And just to confirm, Clay Thompson uh, has absolutely thrown out some uh, ceremonial first pitches, and this title says, Clay Thompson throws absolute dart of a first pitch. I think he's done it a couple times. There you go. Yeah. I mean, he's brought the heat. He's what, one of three brothers, right? Clay, Trace, and I think Michael is another brother. So these guys are playing all the sports back in the day. Guaranteed. But number one, pretty obvious, Pat Connaughton. Oh, pretty right. sure the only major league player currently who was drafted in to oh sorry the NBA player who was drafted into major league baseball he was a fourth round draft pick yeah uh, but would have been drafted higher if he didn't want to play basketball instead I don't know if anybody else in the NBA throws ninety miles an hour but Pat Connaughton did once upon a time so he tops the list okay Connaughton Mitchell Clay Thompson Jay Crowder and Nikola Jokic okay that's a realistic list what about uh, this arm. What about this arm? I got nothing else. Pat, I was just wanted to make sure Pat was up there because obviously he's good. He's drafted in the fourth round. What position would Jokic play on the field? Where would you put him? I mean, I guess the monster pitcher. Pitcher, yeah. first base maybe. 
I mean, he's a yeah. giant dude. Imagine him playing third base <laughs> and shortstop. Yeah. Crazy. Yeah, yeah. That's, what, that's why I'm thinking pitcher or first is good for him. You good wow. DH. <laughs> that's good, too. Uh, all right, great list there. Uh, who's Trey missing there? Which NBA players got an arm on them, got a cannon on them? Uh, let us know in the stream team. Tweet at us, at no Dunk Sync. Let's take a break. When we come back, we can uh, quickly touch on some of the other games from last night. Quickly touch on quickly scoring 40 and I got some random trivia for the guys don't go anywhere I gotta get something off my chest nothing drives me crazier than sending a message to a group chat and getting no response that's why I'm a big emoji responder love a hang loose hand or a salute but man it hurts when you send a message and get nothing back ouch we all carry around different stressors big and small when we keep them bottled up it can start to affect us negatively Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. Therapy isn't just for those who've experienced major trauma. It's helpful for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. It empowers you to be the best version of yourself. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Learn to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash NoDunks today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp.com slash NoDunks. This episode of NoDunks is brought to you by BetterHelp. All right, lots of other games on last night. Quickly scoring 40 in place of Jalen Brunson as the Knicks beat the Rockets. He was on one last night. Shot a great percentage. Yeah, and he was soaking it in from the MSG crowd after the game. Loving it. We have said these Rockets, they are soft on the perimeter. I hate to harp on it, but they allow guys to score a lot of points. I couldn't help but think after a, a commenter made this uh, made this uh, point in our playback and having thought about the last week about Jalen Brunson in and out of the lineup, these guys need to get in a flow. Brunson, a series of maladies the last few weeks. The foot injury kept him out. He came back, aggravated it, went out. Then he had a hip. Then he had a wrist injury that apparently had a hard brace on. It's only been reported by Newsday, so I'm not 100% sure what's going on there with the wrist injury, but that dude's got to get right if this team's going to make a run. Mm -hmm. So great stuff uh, for quickly. 40 spot. Yeah, not bad. Any thoughts on that game? Yeah, I guess uh, quickly is the 14th player this season to have 40 or more there against it is. the Rockets. Wow. wow. <laughs> <Holy>. <laughs> That's a lot. Uh, he went 14 of 18 from the field yeah. as well, and it was just like – it looked like training for him going through pick and rolls because, I mean, Kevin Porter Jr. may be the worst defender in the league, and they just had him in pick and roll all night. So it was like if uh, Shen Goon was playing the drop – Quickly, it was way too fast for Shen Goon, and mm-hmm. we get straight to the hoop for a layup or perhaps a kickout. If Kevin Porter Jr. went under the screen, he just hit a wide-open three. So, great stuff. Uh, I'm sure once Brunson went out, quickly knew he was starting. He's like, this is sweet. This is going to be a nice <laughs> night for me here. Uh, so, he went out. Incredible efficiency. Yeah, and it's looking like we we got our one, two, three, four, five here in the Eastern Conference. Looks like we have all ten teams actually, as the uh, Wizards and Pacers, they, you know, they fall out of this. The Magic, it's a little too late, I think. We got our ten teams, but it's feeling like the Knicks are going to be in that fifth seed. It feels like it's going to be Cavs and Knicks. But I'm with you on the Jalen Brunson thing. Like, 
if they are to upset them, if you want to call them that, or to uh, you know to move on, make a postseason run, <laughs> Jalen Brunson is going to have to play a lot of minutes and uh, you know steady the ship there. Because even this game, yeah, they pulled away in the end, but <laughs> the Rockets were in it. Uh, I think that's just the case of like we're playing a shitty team. Let's just go out and have some fun here and get our points, and then <laughs> buckle down for a couple yes. minutes and, and win it. And they did, and that's fine. But uh, hopefully, all these little little banged up little things, hips and legs and <laughs> wrists. You know, he's getting the time. He's missed a lot of time here recently. Yeah. Um, Jalen Brunson has. Maybe it's even hurt his chances for an all-NBA selection. I think uh, we have so much talent there at that guard position that maybe he does get squeezed. But uh, I'm looking forward to a Cavs-Knicks series. I know that. Yeah, six games remaining for the Knicks. He's got to be healthy if they're going to get past the Cavs. Yeah. yeah, yeah. He's got to be good. And last year in the first round, he was phenomenal. True, true, true. So true. if he comes back, he's he's got it. He's got the capability. It's going to be at a, a great series. He's got to be healthy. Uh, a lot of the other games last night of the blowout variety. So let me just chuck them all at you here. We had Booker and uh, the Suns bench leading Phoenix past the skidding jazz as they sort of slip down and out of the plan here a little bit. Uh, Ingram, he's on one right now. He's scored 29 as the Pelicans crush the Blazers, 124-90. to 90. Portland has completely waved the white flag. Uh, Batum hit eight threes as the Clippers beat your Bulls there, 124-112. And Chris Middleton led the shorthanded Bucks. No Giannis, no Drew, past the Pistons. Uh, Middleton and Brooke Lopez with good games there. TK, we'll start with you. Uh, of those four, anyone you want to touch on? Well, Nick Batum hit eight three-pointers, and the Bulls made nine last night. So not great math for Chicago, considering the rest of the Clippers also hit 12 threes for 20 total. L.A. had 41 assists on 48 makes last night, including 10 from Westbrook, who was really, really good. He was just living in the paint. The Bulls did a great job against the Lakers of taking Anthony Davis out of the game, basically getting the Lakers to stay out of the lane. So they were kind of very concerned with that. Billy Donovan said it afterwards, we work so hard on taking away the paint. Sometimes there are open shots, and that's exactly what it was last night with no Caruso out there. Batum, after the game, said, it was nothing crazy, just really open shots. I didn't have to take a dribble on any of those. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, the guy doesn't have the quickest release. He's not deep in his bag to get these threes. These are wide-open catch-and-shoots from Batum. The Bulls just didn't have it on the second night of a back-to-back. Though, shout-out to Billy Donovan saying, that ain't an excuse. We played early on Sunday. (laughs) We were done by 3.30 and didn't have to play until 7.30 the next day. My guess... Bulls had a long night in L.A. <laughs> it's a fun city, man. Yeah, it's, a blast. it's a fun city. Yeah. Uh, any thoughts on that game or any of the other ones? <laughs> they left Batum wide open. There's no doubt. <laughs> when it comes to the scouting report with the Clippers, people are going to leave Nick Batum open, who's starting for Paul George for the rest of the season because Paul George hopefully will be back for the postseason. And these are the types of games that get me enthralled with this Clippers team. If you got a guy like Batum coming off the bench and Eric Gordon, uh, who stepped into the starting lineup as well, hit Eric five Eric Gordon threes, has played very well threes. for them. He's played great. Um, yeah, five threes. He's been, been very solid for a guy that was like just, as we kept saying, was just like wasting away in Houston for a couple of seasons. This is his opportunity. Yeah. He's been chomping at the bit, I'm sure, to play some real basketball. So sometimes this depth comes through, sometimes it doesn't. But they're sitting in a decent spot here uh, in, in fifth right now. Right now, they'd face Kevin Durant and the uh, Phoenix Suns. Kevin Durant hopefully will be back tomorrow to make uh, his 
return from injury Wednesday, March 29th, and then they got a couple games with the Nugs left, so they have a decent runway to get him going before the postseason. Yeah, and uh, DeAndre Ayton did come back for the Suns there last night, uh, played 30 minutes, 14-8, and eight, uh, but it was a bit of the Booker show there. Um, Jazz made a game of it, but Phoenix took over in the fourth quarter. We watched a decent amount of that one on playback as well. Uh, well, we brought up uh, Batum hitting eight three-pointers, and the other night, Trey Murphy and Kennard over the weekend, I guess I should say on Monday we were talking about it, both those guys hit 10 threes. And I got this tweet from at Bennett for Senate. Regarding Trey Murphy the third, Bennett there wanted to know, how many guys have been in the dunk contest and also hit 10 threes in a game? And I was like, that's a fun question. That's good. That's and I was good. like, you know what? We can turn that into a trivia question. Into a trivia game. A segment. Let's do it, Jay. Who wants some trivia? It's own spinoff podcast. Yeah, it's been a while. We could, we haven't practiced that in a bit. Yeah, I know, I know. Well, that's right. a brand new, uh, brand new we intro. Freestyle, there. It, yeah, it's great. Um, so I have some questions for you guys, for everybody uh, joining us live, maybe listening later, based off of the idea of hitting ten three pointers in a game. And the first one is to answer Bennett's question: How many dunk contest participants have hit ten plus three pointers in a game? What would you guess it is? And if you want to take wow. a go at it. Well, Zach Dam- Levine did it multiple Zach times. Zach Levine is correct. Damian Lillard. Correct. J.R. Smith. Correct. Nice Look one. at you, Trey Murphy, obviously, because he just did so it. We're so we're at four. We're at four, guys. You have three left. You can do this. Two current players. Anthony Simons? No. Didn't get to no, ten. Wow, well, he hasn't had a 10-three-pointer. No. That's actually kind of surprising to me. Paul George? Correct. Nice one. Very nice. Very nice. Very, very nice. So two Another more guys. current player... Yeah, we got one more current player and then one Hall of Famer. Oh, one Ooh. Hall of Famer? Yeah. yeah was, and I'm checking uh, Simons, and he is not here on this uh, threes list here. Current oh. player with 10 threes and a dunk contest appearance. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I can't imagine Victor Oladipo ever got the 10 threes. No. No. So, so I'll give you this. The current player, he moved this season. He switched teams. Um, Tass... Wesley a, Matthews? Was a fan no, of his. He wasn't no, no, a dunk he wasn't contest. A dunk contest. <laughs> this guy actually won a dunk contest. Mitchell? Nope. Donovan Mitchell? Never no. got the 10 threes? Nope, nope. Hmm. Eric Gordon? No. What no, the? No. What the? Won what? a dunk contest. You guys he are saying all these names contest. now? This guy did. This guy won a dunk contest. Oh, he won. This should be easy as pie. Well, JaVale McGee moved this summer. Uh, yeah, this is not a big name. He is not a big name. Yeah. Didn't hit 10 threes. Uh. Derek uh, Jones Jr. No, Tass, Tass, no, you got to think of... Uh, no way. Tass loves him. Yeah, I mean, Tass played for Tass's team Toronto for a while. Raptors. Yeah. yeah. Start going Terrence, Terrence Ross. Ross. Terrence yeah. Ross, Good gentlemen. Call. Good call, Just yeah, yeah. Is that the stream team He's helping out there? No. no. Uh, and one more Hall of Famer. Um, He's a champion. Known as a dunker? Uh, well, that's the thing. No, he is known as one of the greatest three-point shooters of all time. Ray Allen. But Ray Allen had some dunks in him. Good call. He was, was good in call. The, uh, I think he was good in the 97 dunk contest with Kobe. I think he was in that one, uh, if I uh, remember correctly. Uh, okay. Good stuff. Now that I'm going through this, did I... Uh, just let me double check that... Uh, uh-uh. Well, no, I just want to make sure... Uh, oh, I forgot Kobe. I'm sorry. It's eight. Nice. I'm glad I brought that up. Kobe Bryant. And I was like, hold on. Kobe. I didn't put Kobe on the list. Also, Jalen Brown has hit 10 threes in a game, and he reportedly turned down the 2021 dunk contest here in Atlanta. <laughs> so, eight guys. I'm glad <laughs> nice. we caught that. Nice. Uh, and probably a couple other that I just missed. Anyway, there you go, Bennett. Uh, a few more questions, though. 
How many players have hit 10 plus three pointers in a game this season? Zach Levine did it. Zach Levine is correct. Uh, Clay Thompson. He's done it four times. Steph Curry. Steph Curry's done it once, yes. Uh, the two that just did it on the weekend. Luke Kennard. Yes, and... Trey Murphy. Murphy. There you go. Uh, Lillard. He's done it twice. Yep. All right, you guys are cooking. You got four left. How many have we named? You've named six, guys. So ten players. Yep. Combined to do it Ding. 14 times. This season. Who the else? Tra- uh, James Harden? Harden, no. Who'd Trey? You? Young? No, no. A 10 three-pointer game. Mitch? Ole? No, Garland. but Garland, Garland did it. Did it yeah. That's right. Early in the season, I believe. Jordan Poole? No. No, but a guy that's compared to Jordan Poole a lot. Tyler Hero? Tyler Hero, baby. Okay. Okay, then. And we got two more. One became an all-star this year for the first time. One is always in the running to be an all-star, but has never made it. He's going to be on the list as one of the, you know, one of the greater players to never make an all-star team, if he never does. CJ McCollum? CJ McCollum. Ah, cool. Okay, and then the All-Star. This guy was an All-Star. Tyrese Halliburton. Tyrese Halliburton. Look at you guys. Go! Well done. I love it. All right, this is fun. This is for you old heads. Who are the only four players to hit 10 plus three-pointers in a game in the 90s? (laughs) Only four guys ever hit 10 threes in one game in the 90s. They happened in 93, 94, 95, and 96, so we did have the shortened line there. Short lines. Yeah. Uh, Dennis Scott? Correct. Got 1996 Got for the to. Magic. Just inducted into the Ring of Fame or something, right? Uh, Didn't they just have 3D Day or something yeah, like did. that? Nice. Congrats. 10 threes. Um, this was before Daniel Marshall's 90s. time. Yeah, Dana just... Barros? No. No, 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 no. Pre-Daniel Marshall. Uh, this is pre-Kobe's. I always think of this guy that did it in 1995. This guy was, he had a couple just hot years as a three-point shooter. He was helped out definitely by the shortened line. Vashawn Leonard? No, no. Uh, look look to the skies. George, George McLeod. McLeod. Man, those are my two go-to yeah. short line three-point shooters. Vashawn yeah. Leonard and George McLeod. Now these two, <laughs> the first two to do it, the first guy to do it uh, played for Miami. I'll give you a team. But he's a champion with another team. Multiple-time champion. Multiple-time champion, Miami. Steve Smith? No. no. This guy's a three-time champion. Three-time champion? Was yeah. he a Chicago Bull? No, he no. wasn't. No, he wasn't. He somehow made his way to the Los Angeles Lakers. He sure did. He absolutely A three-point shooter from the Miami Heat who made his way to the Los Angeles Lakers. Karan yeah. Butler. No. Brian Grant. No, but you're very close. <laughs> Brian Shaw. Brian right. Shaw. Yeah, nice one. Nice Always one. forget no. B. Nice Shaw. One, yeah. So Miami's, uh, Miami Heat's Brian Shaw in 1993. First player to ever do it to hit 10 threes in a game there. Uh, and then one more. This one is so tough. He's a, I believe he is a Hall of Famer. Um, he is a champion as well. Yeah, he's a Hall of Famer. Six-time All-Star, three-time All-NBA, two-time champ. He was a star in the uh, star in the 80s, late 80s. Obviously still decent in the 90s. But... Pretty wild that he hit Mark. No, Mark Price never won championships. No, no. I, I say it's pretty wild, but he was a 38% three-point shooter in his career. Six-time All-Star, two-time t- champ. Took a decent two-time amount for uh, for when he played. He played like well, he played a lot longer than I thought. He was no more of an 80s guy. He played like for one saying? franchise. Um, oh, he only played no, for one franchise. No, he's not really an 80s Vinny guy. Johnson. No, you're really close. Joe Dumars. Joe Dumars. Okay, nice. Yes. Nice, nice, nice. Joe Dumars. 1994 hit 10 threes. All right, a couple more. This is fun. Besides the Splash Brothers, so take Curry and Clay off the board, who has 10-plus three-pointers made in multiple games in their career? 
Korea's done it 23 times. Clay has done it nine times. If we're talking about the regular season here. Um, who are the four other players to have multiple games where they hit 10 or more three-pointers in a game? Zach Levine did it. Correct. Three times. Yeah, he shows up on all of these lists. I know. That's crazy. Know. You think he's super underrated or something. <laughs> James Harden did it. Damian Lillard did it three times. Sorry, Damian Lillard did it five times. James Harden did it three times. You guys got one more. One more. 10 plus three-pointers. Multiple times. You've already... Multiple times. You said his name when it came to the dunk contest, and he was a correct answer. Donovan Mitchell? No. No, he wasn't. Paul George? No. He's, uh, he's good on the links now. J.R. Smith. <laughs> J.R. Smith, Smith did it three nice times one. as well. Nice one. Nice Lillard five times, Harden three times, Zach Levine three times, and J.R. Smith three times. Final one. Who are the only two players to hit 10-plus three-pointers in a game that happened in the playoffs. Only two players have ever done it. One guy did it twice. Hmm. It ain't Zach Levine this time. No, no, hmm. no. Steph Curry. No, that's shocking, but Cla- no. Clay Thompson. Clay Thompson is correct. Tell me the game he did it. <laughs> it's an iconic. Game, game six. six. Game six, yeah, Western yeah, Conference yeah. Finals versus the Thunder. Clay hit 11 in that game. And so the only other player to do it, he's done it twice. One of them was iconic. One of them was I. Yeah, the final three he hit in the game was one of the coolest shots ever hit in the playoffs. Damian Lillard, bye bye. Damian Lillard hit 10 threes, the last one being that logo buzzer beater to eliminate OKC when he hit it on Paul George, and then we had the awesome meme. That was in 2019. Lillard hit 12 threes when he scored 55 points in a double overtime game against the Nuggets in the 21 playoffs, too. So Damian Lillard twice, Clay Thompson, game six, Clay there. Uh, so you're telling Thunder. me how many threes did he make in that game against OKC? Uh, which one? The the one where they sent where they sent, sent a packing. Pack ten. He hit ten threes. Yeah, including the one in Paul George's face. Yeah, from the logo the game, and he said it was a bad shot afterwards. <laughs> Come on, buddy. The guy's on fire. Drain the shot way. to send you it's home for the playoffs. I know yeah, really bad shot. It. I don't know what his percentage was. Maybe he took 22 <laughs> yeah. attempts that game or something. Yeah. Uh, there it is. A little trivia, all based off of one tweet wow. from our guy, Bennett. How'd you do? Did you beat the guys here? That was pretty impressive. I got to say, you got some, uh, some names I didn't think you would get there on the list. Uh, we're going to take our final break, though. When we come back, pick them results and tweet of the night from our man, Tass. Don't go anywhere. Spring is the best time to add new challenges to your training just in time for those warm summer days. Pool season's coming soon, so I've been hitting the weights with Peloton and my guy Adrian Williams, trying to get my muscle on in order to expand my cannonball splash radius. Peloton's varying class lengths were designed with your training plan in mind. It's easy to personalize your workout. Whether you'd like to add a 10-minute core session at the end of your strength class or take a 60-minute power zone ride to increase your endurance, Peloton classes are designed to help focus on your needs and goals. There are a variety of classes like boot camps, boxing, full body strength, or marathon training, all created to grow your skills or push you to improve in what you already excel in. And their expert coaches and nonstop vibes will push you to new levels of strength and endurance, keeping you on your toes while giving you the professional coaching you need. Shout out to Adriana Aditi, Andy, and Emma. I love you all so much. Whether you prefer to run outdoors, row or ride at home, or strength train at the gym, Peloton has everything you need to get you where you're going. Get your head start on summer with Peloton at OnePeloton.com. 
All right, back with the boys in the Classic Factory. If you're joining us live on YouTube, hit that like button. Make sure you subscribe. Pick'em results last night. Oh, my God. I don't know how we did it, Trey, but we backdoor covered this game. We had the Sixers. They were five-and-a-half-point dogs. Tass had the Nuggets. They were up huge. I mean, like, they were up really big with, like, three minutes to go. We had checked out of this game. We're like, well, this one's over. Good win from Tass. And no. Philly loses by five, so they cover. The old backdoor cover. Uh, so win for me, I'm 10 and 9. Trey's 11 and 8, and Tass can't catch a break on that one. That's a rough one. 6 and 13. So what's tonight's game? And what also came true at the end of this game, like I always say, we don't know the rules. Nobody knows the rules. They went to the video review. Jeff Green was out of bounds, jumped in bounds, but hadn't had his, his feet down. Caught the ball, got fouled, and they were reviewing the foul and not the in and not him coming in bounds. And you can't review that. You used to be able to if it was an extension of the play when video review was introduced. When the challenge was introduced, he would have been deemed out of bounds. Nobody knows the rules. Anyway, good stuff uh, by Jeff Green, Uncle Jeff. Anyway, uh, Golden State nine and a half points favored tonight against the Pelicans. It's in Golden State. Where they're great. So you you guys have them to win by 10 or more against the Pels who are driving hard for a play-in tournament spot. I just feel like the Pelicans have played like eight straight days. I don't know. They've played a ton, man. (laughs) They're on fire, though. Like Ingram, like we said, can't be stopped. But that is a big line. Yeah, so I'll take those plus nine and a half points. They did play last night against the Portland Trailblazers. Uh, Hammered them. Yeah. Took care of business. Yep. All right. So uh, Tass has the Pels uh, as the dogs there. A lot of points to play with. Trey and I need the Warriors to win by 10 or more. Okay, let's get to Tweet of the Night. Mm, tweet of the Night. Wow. Tweet, uh. tweet of the Night comes from our man, Law Murray, who covers the Clippers for The Athletic. A fantastic website. Great deal going on. So cheap, in fact. You could pay with coins. It's that cheap. Theathletic.com <laughs> slash no dunks if you want a great deal on The Athletic. Law Listen to a recent episode of Paul George's show. It's called Podcast P, and he transcribed the most interesting notes so we didn't have to. Interesting stuff like when he suffered his latest injury, it turned out to be a sprained knee. He wondered if that was it. He thought, okay, this is it. Could be done. Could be done for the season. He also said that he didn't think Lou Dort did anything malicious on that play. Mm-hmm. He shared his admiration for Shea Gilgis-Alexander, a guy he got traded for. And what I like about this, he couldn't come up with a comparison for him. We always need to come up with comparisons. He said, I love Shea. I love Shea's game. I don't even know how to compare him. Like, he's got his own lane. He also got even more excited when he saw him in a commercial. He saw him in an AT&T commercial. Just got so pumped for him. He was, I was like, OSM dash. He's doing his thing. He was so excited. And then the last thing in this article, in this podcast, P, it's a good name. It is a good name. You can hate Paul George. Yep. Yeah. But it's a good name. Yeah. He revealed the 2017 trade destination possibilities. He was with Indiana. He requested a trade. He said, this is this is a big episode. Episode four here, Podcast P. He's just dropping all some, some history. He said he could have gone to the Lakers, the Celtics, the Spurs, the Raptors. And he also revealed uh, how close he was to joining LeBron because uh, Dante Jones – who was with the Cavaliers then, yeah. uh, he took him in. He took him to Bron's crib, and they're chopping it up with Bron. He's like, how can we make this work? So they're trying to figure it out. 
And uh, they're trying to figure out it didn't happen, though. They had they had a deal that was potentially going to happen between Indiana and Cleveland way back, but then he ended up being traded to OKC. So sometimes you see these uh, players' podcasts and you say, I don't know if I want to listen to that. All you got to do is go to The Athletic. Mm. La Murray breaks it down for you. Done and done. Transcribing it. Don't, don't got to listen. the best parts? Yep. I do like that. Yeah. Have you listened to it at all? The podcast, P. How's the quality? How's the production? <laughs> production? They got segments? They got intros? I don't know. Does he have taglines? I, I obviously haven't. I've, no. listened, I've listened to a lot. Law Murray. So what do you think? Production oh. is decent? Sometimes they're good. Sometimes they're not. Like, yeah, I sometimes, don't know. Sometimes we see Patrick Beverly's video quality. <laughs> you couldn't get a dude a light? Like, the guy doesn't... <laughs> the, the, the ring light is very available. Yeah, it's very cheap. <laughs> very cheap. But maybe they, it's like the vibe they're going for, the look, the feel. This is, this is raw, him. dude. I can't I'm see just him. Just turn it on my camera. I'm not, like, I don't even care. You fucking think I care? I'm going to tell you everything you need to know about the NBA. Like Chandler Parsons. Do we, can we get a mic on him? This is a different show now. <laughs> well, yeah, I, I thought that was more of a bit of a production, isn't it? They're not doing great with him? What isn't he, he on FanDuel? Yeah. Oh, he needs better lighting? He needs a mic. <laughs> a mic, sorry. I'm, I'm looking around the room yeah, while I'm what? saying yeah, it. Because I was like, why are you looking out there? I thought because there's such lights. an echo. He's using, I oh. think he's using his computer mic. There's a, no, it's it ricocheting be. off the ceiling and the walls. And just put a mic closer to his uh, mouth. Just the put, mic put some needs carpet, a mouth. Put some carpet in the room. Sure. That's probably what's going on. I mean, I was listening to these fast friends that were re-releasing. I'm pretty echoey. I'm very roomy. Mm. Yeah. I didn't have a lot in that room, but I had a mic. I mean, it was right by my that face. That was the pandemic. But, yeah. It's amazing how much that treadmill absorbs. Absorbs. <laughs> yeah, that's the only reason More I got it. More than the bed? Yeah, apparently. Yeah. It's crazy. To I me. don't know why. It's a lot better in there. <laughs> yeah. But anyway. One uh, bit I've been considering is real NBA player podcast or made up player podcast. <laughs> okay, I like it. Because <laughs> I think the Nazis podcast is called Fanalytics, which is no, pretty I, funny. No, I lied to you. Oh. I did say it on this show that it was called Fanalytics. It's Fanalysis. Fanalysis. Oh. <laughs> okay, that's pretty funny. It's better than Fanalytics. That's funny. Podcast P is funny. Yeah. I don't know what Theo Pinson's podcast is, but... He's got one. Yeah. So real or fake? This yeah. podcast name. Tyrese Maxey I saw has a podcast. What? As well. <laughs> to the Max. To the Maxey. Oh, see, that's good. Yeah. Is it? I might have made the name up. Uh, oh, I, I, <laughs> I think Theo Pinson's is called Run Your Race. Okay. Yeah. I don't know. Like, what's the real right, well, meaning behind a, that's that? That's a potential but, bit there. Yeah. So, like, what? We, I, I don't like, We just come up. Pick a player that okay, doesn't so, have one yeah, and so try like, and give him a podcast name. I do like yeah, that. Yeah, like, <laughs> is this a real podcast? <laughs> to the Max, starring po- Tyrese Maxey. He should have called it To the Maxey, so I'm going to say no. Wow. Mm. Yeah, it's true. I didn't well, know we had not. one. I don't know. <clears throat> Maxey on the mic. But we could do similar things, uh, right? Like, I'll go through, I'll come up with uh, pun titles, basically, yeah. basically pun titles on these players' names. And some of them will be real NBA podcasts. Ooh, but now i got to is... go through 30 <laughs> rosters, 15 deep, because they'll give a podcast to any player. Anybody can How many podcast. NBA podcasts are there, do you think? Hosted, like, not hosted or at least featuring a current or former NBA player, like a Draymond or an Austin Rivers or of that ilk. Like, do you think Rivers it's over or under 20? Over. Over 20. I think over 20, under 50. <laughs> so I was gonna so say 50, to fifty, but that yeah, but that seems a little high. That wow. seems high. Yeah, that seems high. Wow. Maybe th- well, I think the over under should be thirty. Each team has a player's podcast because there are some teams that probably have more than one. Yeah. The Lakers 
do they have the, a player podcast anymore? The Bulls didn't, but now they got Patrick Beverly. Beverly. They yeah. got a Patrick Beverly podcast. Yeah, yeah. The Pat Bev pod. Yeah, that's hot. <laughs> but you said uh, former as well. Yeah, I did say former. Oh, like well, if you're talking Fry former, and Jefferson, maybe they've 50. got one. Right, right. Oh, man. JJ. Yeah, yeah. What a list. Uh, all right. I like this current, idea. Current though. Yeah, that's good, there. actually. That's good. It's a good segment idea. Drop it in the slack. You're going to see that at some point in the uh, coming weeks. Okay, let's call it there, though. We uh, we got a new show tomorrow for you. Are you here? No, you're no, going. No, I'm not. I'm not. This is Awesome, the, uh, man. Have a fun vacation. Thank you. Appreciate so it. So yeah, we get, it a while the, ago. Getting the vacation in before the playoffs start is always smart. Yeah, for sure. I booked it a long time ago. Yeah, this is usually a little quiet time, but it ain't a quiet time. Unfortunately, you're going to miss the live show in Houston. Mm, that's so you guys have some fun out there. Yeah. You're you're also going on vacation very soon. <laughs> well, yeah. It's going to be a wild wild week for the schedule here in No Dunks Land. This is going to be a little bit of an interesting end to this week. Uh, and then we're, we're, load, show we're load managing yeah. these two weeks here, to be quite yeah. honest. And Trey's got some I'm days on vacation off next, next year. Week. Next week, yep. yeah. Yeah, got to get it in. GD? Playoffs are a grind, man. GD, this guy already took his vacation. <laughs> that was months ago. <laughs> Must have been nice. You were on vacation. Was too? I? Oh damn. We were no. off. No, we were. It was weren't. Christmas. We were not on vacation. Yeah. So, okay. That uh, was Christmas. Wow. Some I of felt us. like yesterday, man. Uh, you got anything on the docket? Hold on. Let me check the uh, Google calendar here. Uh, I'll share. No, I'll be here. Okay, good. good. We yeah, need you holding here, it down. Yeah, we, we got. We got to make it. Maybe we got to make a, a short with our schedule <laughs> for people out there to refer to. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm not sure. About that. I can just tell him check the schedule. You yeah, guys are going to have a, say check the tweet. You are going to have a special guest. Is it confirmed for no buffs on Thursday? Because I will be I, unfortunately missing that. I think so. Yeah. Yes, Confirm yes. a kiss. Yes. Yeah. You want to tell the people or just make it be a surprise? It's a surprise. It's a surprise. Right. But if you were going to guess the guest on a no buffs podcast, you would probably guess it right. <laughs> be That's top the three hint. for yeah. sure. <laughs> uh, yeah. Okay. So anyway, we'll be here. Some of us will be here tomorrow morning from the Classic Factory. Join us then live at 10 a.m. Eastern. Hit that like button. Make sure you subscribe. Go subscribe to No Buffs as well. Go check out the upcoming No Bunts, which is on the Athletic Baseball Show with Tass and Joel. Uh, getting ready for the yep. baseball season, which what? When's first pitch, man? All this week? 30 teams are playing on Thursday, on the 30th. That's never happened before in Major League Baseball. Really? Yeah. But uh, the show will drop March 29th, a little season preview. Okay. Okay. Well, that's tomorrow. Excellent. Uh, all right, guys. Thanks for joining us. We'll see you then. We'll see you tomorrow. Clipper Bros. You heard it here first. Have a great time. Turn up. Love you guys. Awesome. Thanks for joining us. And remember, ice tray with Trey Young. Real or nah? <laughs> no. Nah. No. You're totally right. That wasn't good enough. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Something. Uh, call, call in with Collins. John Collins Collins <laughs> show. <laughs> taking, taking calls from the Hawks fans around the county. <laughs> I, ice cold yeah, takes. Could do it, ice cold takes. Ice cold takes. Oh, that's that's hot, hot takes with ice tray. Hot. Yeah, go that's hot. That's better. That's good. Yeah, that's yeah. really All good. Right. That's a real one. Call it in. All right. Brace the day, people.